morning and welcome to our worship this morning. The theme for our worship this morning is a theme of discipleship, about how God helps us to grow and to become more like Christ. And what we need to do that, um, helps us to do that, is by being taught by, um, by Jesus about how to grow more like God. So the theme this morning is discipleship and teaching. Okay, so this evening, this, this morning, let us just focus on that. But I just want to read a reading to introduce the theme from 1 Corinthians 3, 6. Paul said, I planted the seed... Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So let us focus on God as we think about how he teaches us and how he grows us to be more like him. We do praise you and thank you, Lord, that Jesus is the way to you. We thank you that Jesus taught us when we pray that we can call you Abba, Father, like Daddy, God. And we thank you for the new life, for the hope and the way found in Jesus. We thank you for all the things that Jesus taught us. We thank you that he shared with us your love. He shared with us your teaching. He shared with us the promise of new life and the way to heaven. We thank you that he made the way, the bridge to get us to heaven. But also he made the way to live that really good life with following you. We thank you that he shared a passion and a love for you that helps us to have something of that passion and love for you too. But above all, we thank you that he taught us to know you as Father. And when we pray together to say the Lord's Prayer, beginning, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread as we forgive the trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. It's lovely to see you. Am I going to squeak if I move around? Now I'm all right, aren't I? Lovely to see you this morning. Coming here for worship. It's wonderful. Um, and, and there's somebody here who I just want to say hello and, and welcome, although he comes every week normally. Um, and particularly, I just want to congratulate them this morning because you're not going to be here going to work, aren't you, before the birthdays. And it's not your birthday, is it, Jonathan? But you've got to go to bed. Oh, right. You actually look, you look amazingly fresh for saying you've not had any sleep all night because you've been up caring for people. But it's wonderful to have you here this morning. And one of the reasons we, we, we particularly wanted you here this morning is because we wanted to congratulate you, Jonathan, for something brilliant. Okay. Do you want to say what it was or do you want me to say what it is? Because I think this is fantastic. It shows an incredible amount of self-control. One of the fruit of the spirit, I do have to say for this. Jonathan has a certificate for self-control. What is it, Jonathan? I have a certificate to say that I have achieved and I am now known as a non-smoker. Fantastic. Fantastic. Congratulations. Oh, Andrew looks like he's breathing over there. You're breathing for a per- No, no, he's just opening his mouth. That's okay. That's good. Jolly good. I know Andrew opens his mouth sometimes. Oh, what is Andrew? But fantastic, Jonathan. Well done. And I know that that must... I mean, I've, I didn't do the journey with you. Was it difficult, Janet? Very good, actually. Fantastic. But I guess it must have been difficult for Jonathan. It must be very, very difficult to, to give up smoking, perhaps, if you, because it had been many, how many years did he smoke for? Or didn't you do that calculation? Uh, I've been doing this place since I was 19. 
since you were 19, so at least 10 years, at least 10 years, many, many years. So congratulations, that's fantastic. I just didn't want to, to let that pass, okay, without mentioning it. You can go home and go, you can go to sleep now, okay, but that only goes for Jonathan, okay? Only Jonathan's allowed to go home and go to sleep or even sleep in here this morning. But welcome, okay? So then, I said, didn't I? The theme this morning is, is all sorts of muddly themes, but it's, it's basically about discipleship. It's basically about becoming more like Jesus. And it's about teachers. Now then, okay, I've primed some people, okay? Get thinking, though, about your favorite teacher or even your most memorable teacher, okay? Think, because in a moment, I'm not going to ask you up from front because there's too many people. What I'm going to do, which is brilliant, I'm going to actually get you to chat to the people either side of you. But first, I understand that there are a couple of junior church youth clubby people who wanted to say something about your most memorable teacher is that right or have you gone shy are you talking to me oh. i am talking to you oh which one do you want bad or good? oh let's have the good one okay for fear that somebody knows the bad one by the way if you talk about teachers who aren't so good don't use names miss parr in my school miss parr in your school why was she good because she's not a bad one because she's not a bad one. Thank you. Was there anything else you wanted to add? No? No, she was a good one. She was a good one. Okay, so be thinking. Turn to the person to the side of you and share something about your most memorable teacher. Okay? <laughs> what do they do? I don't know. Some teachers shout, don't they, to get quiet. Some teachers do signs and things. What you had to... We had to all put our hand up. You had to all put your hand up. Yes. Yes, jolly good. Excellent. Very good teaching there, isn't it? I was trying to think, actually, about um, some of the good things about teachers and also some of the ways of actually um, making yourself popular with a teacher. Have you ever heard the expression, an apple for teacher? I don't know if you younger ones have, that you meant to put an apple on the teacher's uh, desk. Okay, that's meant to get you popular, okay, with the teacher. And it just struck me, actually, inside an apple, there are seeds, aren't there, okay? Sorry not to share your stories, by the way, but I'd like to hear some of them later at coffee, okay, because some of the stories, we talked at youth group, and they actually spoke a lot more, didn't they, at youth group about teachers, uh, um, youth cell about teachers, and at youth group. But anyway, but it's, it gets you chatting, doesn't it, thinking about some of your good experiences and bad experiences. But if you think about giving an apple to a teacher, inside an apple there is a seed, okay? And I think that good teachers, what do you say? Well, actually, does anybody else know what good teachers actually do for you? What do you think good teachers actually, what are the good seeds, if you like, that good teachers sow for life? And anybody think of any good things that teachers, I don't know if it's on, is it, yeah? Well, if they can teach well, then that's a good point. Yeah. And do you think teaching well kind of helps you to have kind of like a, a love for the subject? Yeah? Do you know, I, I don't know if it's true for you, that um, the teachers that you like tend to then have subjects that you like. Don't you know what I mean? I had a teacher, I'll tell you my, my story teacher. Um, I had a teacher uh, when I was in um, high school who everybody absolutely loved. And she taught history, so everybody absolutely loved history. And uh, I think sometimes, you, as a teacher, if a good teacher will give a love of the subject, Steve, yeah. They give you self-confidence. Yeah, they give you self-confidence, don't they? And, and uh, you know, sometimes when teachers discipline, that um, they can do it in a kind of withering sort of way that makes you feel about that big, doesn't it? But 
good teachers don't do that, do they? They give you the confidence to want to go and to, and to give you a love for, for learning. Okay. And I think, using that inside of the apple idea about the seeds, that if you like, good teachers give you sow seeds for good things throughout your life. Okay. Now then, we have some good teachers okay, in BB okay, and in Anchor Boys. And um, they've been sowing some seeds okay, by teaching some stories okay, from the Bible. And I'd like to invite um, the Anchor Boys, wherever they are, well, there's an anchor boy. We have a, I mean, you sowed quite a few seeds, didn't you, Andy and uh, Michelle? But uh, we have a, a limited cast, but a select cast for a story. And it's one of the stories from the Bible. And uh, we have a fantastic... I'll pass it over to give you a microphone, shall I? We have one of the stories in the Bible which teaches something about God that the BB have been learning about um, to give seed. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, we've been uh, learning about David and Goliath over the last couple of weeks and uh, we've been doing a, a drama um, and so we thought we'd come and show you to give you an idea of what we do in Anchor Boys um, and junior section of course yeah so we've got Stephen the lonely anchor boy well done Stephen and we've got Danny from juniors and we've got Matthew who comes and helps out I've forgotten he was over there those of you who are sort of familiar with the story of David and Goliath will probably rem remember that it features quite a lot of people, more than three. So, if you're not a junior section or anchor boy, but you'd like to be in a David and Goliath sketch, come out now. Now's your chance. Come out Thank you, Josh. I thought you were volunteering yourself for a second there, Sal. You... And Robbie. So am I right in saying that we've got... Stephen is going to be David. No? You're David now. So who's Goliath? All right, Matthew's Goliath. See, we're, we're, we're on the ball. So that means that... You have the option of, of, of being everybody else. You can be David's brothers. You can be the sheep. You can be... We need, we need a Jesse. Have we got a Jesse? Who wants to be a Jesse? Stephen, are you Jesse? You're going to be David's dad. Smaller, smaller than your son, but that's fine. Um, who else have we got? We've got King Saul. Oh. Josh, King Saul, good, good man. Um, and then obviously we've got uh, the Israel, David's brothers and the Israelite army and the Philistine army. So, you know, we've got plenty of space for more people if you want to come and join in. And you don't have to be a boy. You can be a girl if you want to come and join in, if you're a brownie or a guide or anybody else. Okay. Well done. Okay, here we go. Does anyone know the number for the Oscar committee, by the way? Okay, so David was a shepherd. It was his job to protect and care for sheep. Excellent sheep work there. When he was with the sheep, 
He made up songs and sang them to God. Lord is my As David watched the sheep, he became close friends with God. God made David brave and strong. One day, his dad, Jesse, told David to take some food to his brothers, who were soldiers in King Saul's army. When David got to the battlefield, he found that the soldiers were all frightened of a giant named Goliath. A scary giant named Goliath. Goliath liked to yell at the soldiers and scare them. Yeah. Bring out your best soldier to fight me. If your strongest soldier beats me, we will be your slaves. If I defeat him, you will be our slaves. The soldiers were afraid. None of them wanted to fight the giant. David wasn't afraid of Goliath. He went to see King Saul. You cannot fight the giant. You are too young. The king told him. God will be with me, David replied. King Saul gave his armor to David but it was too big and heavy. (laughs) David wasn't used to wearing armor. David left the armor in King Saul's tent. He went to a nearby stream and gathered five smooth, small stones. He put them into his pouch. Then, with his sling in one hand, David went to meet Goliath. and his army. The giant laughed when he saw that David was just a boy. But David didn't care. He said, David shot a stone from his sling. It hit Goliath in the head and killed him. The soldiers in Goliath's army saw that he was beaten. They ran away. By killing the giant Goliath, David became a hero, and God's people loved him. Thank you very much for Anchor Boys Plus Extra Crew. Thank you. And, uh, that was brilliant. I just wondered, what can we learn? Because, I mean, Jesus, um, we already talked about him being, or I did, about him being a good teacher. He must have used stories like this and explained things to people. And that's a real story, but he also used other stories like parables when he made up things to explain things to people. But what do you think perhaps anybody could learn from that story about David and Goliath? Has anybody got a good teaching point from that story about David and Goliath? It's a dramatic story, isn't it? We weren't quite sure which army we were in, but anyway, it was a good story. (laughs) But can anybody think what we can learn from God about that story? If we're in teaching mode? Oh, Josh. We can, like, 
do anything with God, really. We can do every, anything with God, can't we? That's a very good... I mean, really, when you read... I don't know if you do this when you read the Bible. You read a story like that and you think, what can I learn from that story? What can I learn from that bit of history from the Bible? And one thing that you can pick out today is that anything is possible. You can do anything with God, can't you? Because David was really quite small um, and Goliath was massive, but God actually helped David to overcome him. So thinking on that teaching mode that the BB are planting seeds by teaching stories and helping the the lads to actually learn something about God and they've planted a bit of a seed maybe for us today in our service but just about you okay and seeds and planting seeds okay have you ever planted a seed Okay. I'm not saying about in the garden, but I'm thinking about spiritually. Okay, Have you ever shared anything about God with anybody? Have you ever sh- planted a seed of being kind of, kind of loving to somebody that might have grown some kind of fruit? Can you think of the different sort of seeds that God may want us or may want you to plant that will grow and create a harvest for him? Can you think of any? sort of seeds that you could plant because really God says that we all need to be like teachers we all need to plant seeds can you think of any seeds we could plant things that would grow for God thank you Rachel where's Matthew King when you need him with a microphone um the seeds of love and patience Yeah, the seeds of love and patience. That's good. Because if you as a Christian are loving and are patient to somebody, um, that can actually help them to see something of God, can't it? It can be a little bit of a seed, can't it? Oh, you know, why are they doing that? Maybe it's something to do with the person that they follow and it might help and somebody to actually grow in God. Okay, so just just a starting in the starting talk about that. Okay, but as well as planting seeds... Okay, should we, should we just say that little phrase together? Okay, there's a little phrase I just want you to go with today. We have to plant seeds, okay? Do you want to say that? We have to plant seeds. And once again, we have to plant seeds. And the challenge for you is to think this week, what seeds does God plant us, want us to plant this week? But that's not enough, okay? There's one more thing. The other thing is that we have to actually grow trees or grow plants. Having that seed inside an apple itself isn't enough yet. actually to plant it to actually grow a tree because the fruit for it to grow, there needs to be a tree grown, okay? Not just enough to plant seeds. We need to grow and to develop that, okay? It says in the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 16 to 20, Jesus said, go and make disciples okay he doesn't say just go and plant seeds which is good but also he says go and make disciples what he means is actually do even more help people to grow and one of the things that we're emphasizing at the moment sorry I will put my microphone back to one he's smiling now that's good bit of patience okay being shown over there told me put your mind around that thing and I'm not done but one of the things that our church is focusing at at the moment is actually focusing on Um, growing disciples, helping people to grow and grow and grow in God. So planting seeds is one thing, and it's important for people to come to that point where they they say, yes, I believe that that God is real, 
okay? And if you don't today believe that God is real, I pray that, that we may help or that you may help to decide to plant that seed of new life, plant that seed of hope in your life. But we need to go on from that. It's not just enough to plant seed, okay? We need to grow trees, okay? Should we say that? We need to grow trees, okay? We need to grow trees. And what that means is making disciples is helping people to grow and to go on with God, okay? And there's a Bible reading about that, which is going to appear wonderfully on the screen, okay? Okay, that as well as growing a tree, we, we need to see that we have good seeds. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. Moving on, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. What it means is that you have a seed in your life which creates a good tree and then good things grow from it, okay? We're meant to move on to grow trees and to develop and to be discipled by God, okay? As I questioned you before about have you planted any seeds for God... Have you actually helped to grow people in God as well? Have you actually helped to try and bring people on in their Christian life? And that's just another challenge to you this morning. Have you grown? Thank you, Andre. So, I mentioned, didn't I, the Great Commission, the thing that Jesus told us and taught us all to do. He said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, he said. At the beginning of that reading, he said, I give you all authority, because I've got authority to do this teaching, and you can go in my name. And then at the end of the reading, he says, or at the end of what he says, he says, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Because it would be really difficult to do all of that unless God were with you. Because planting seeds, how do you do that? Now, it's different in the garden, but if you're trying to share something of Jesus with people, it's really, really difficult sometimes to do it unless you've got him to help you to do it. Because you don't know what to say to people when, do you, unless you ask Jesus to help you. And also, having that seed of believing in Jesus in your life is something you need to ask Jesus to give you. If you don't really understand or believe, you need to pray and say, please help me to believe in you and to understand you. So having that seed in your life is something that God's Holy Spirit, God's strength can give you. And then also growing people, helping to grow trees and to grow yourself into becoming more and more like Jesus. That takes quite a lot of work. Like I said about Jonathan, wasn't it? It's hard work, isn't it? And he needed help to do that, didn't he? And that's just one thing that we do in our lives is giving up smoking if we smoke. But there are other things that we can do in our lives that are quite difficult. And to grow into the tree that God wants us to be, to grow into the person that God wants us to be, we really need God's Holy Spirit to help us. So seeds... We need to plant seeds, we need to grow trees, and also the final one, a three-point sermon this morning, is that we need to produce fruit. I've already had the apple for teacher, haven't I? But I've got a bowl of fruit here, okay, and, well, that's not fruit, but that's as near as I get to a fig. But, because um, they're £1.89, actually, figs, but anyway, we've got fig rolls instead. But fruit, okay, we've been told to produce fruit and again we can't do that in any other way 
than God helping us to do that. Because in the Bible it says that the fruit of the Spirit are this. Okay? You mentioned patience, didn't you, Rachel, and, and love. She's been very good with Ethan over there, being very patient and loving. It's good. <laughs> but Rachel mentioned that's something you can do with people. But those actually are fruit of the Spirit. Let's just hear that reading. Katie's going to bring to us uh, the reading this morning about the fruit of the Spirit that is something that God can work and grow in us. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. I didn't include the bad things, okay? That's the fruit of the Spirit, which is good things. And in that reading, it also says about the fruit of the sinful nature, the not good things. But I was trying to remember, does anybody know how many, you might have a really good memory, or you might just have counted it up as it went along, how many fruit of the Spirit there are? Yes. Excellent. Do you remember that from Friday? You just counted up. No, we did the fruit of the spirit on Friday. Played a fruit of the spirit game, which is really frustrating, isn't it? Anyway, you have to be very patient for that game. Nine, okay? Now then, I have, I could never really remember them, but I started remembering them by doing this talk on fruit. Now then, every one of these fruit can help you to remember one of the fruit of the spirit, okay? Can anybody tell me what this particularly unusual looking fruit is? It's not a plum, actually. It is a passion fruit. Passion fruit. Okay, now can anybody tell me... Oh, sorry. I'm going to move and use the other one. Can anybody tell me what passion fruit, what fruit of the spirit that reminds us of? Passion fruit. Love. Brilliant. Good. You get to catch on quick here, don't you? Now then, can anybody tell me what this banana might remind you of. Yes. Being crazy, yes. Perhaps. That isn't actually one of the fruit of the Spirit, though I think perhaps Paul missed that one out. Yeah? Joy. Yeah, it's a smile. There we go, joy. Well, it could be juicy fruit, but yeah, it's joy, okay? Joy is another fruit of the Spirit. You're very good. Now then... This one, can anybody tell me what this fruit is for a start? There's a big di- dilemma, isn't it? Is it a nectarine or a peach? Peach. Peach has got a furry, furry skin, hasn't it? Peach. Now then, okay, can you think of a word which is a fruit of the spirit which is spelt very, very similar to peach? Excellent, yes. There we go. Peace from the reader of the... Peace, okay? Peace is like peach. Okay, now then, so if you're remembering them so far, we have love, joy, peace. Excellent. Right, now then, um, this one here, now you can only buy it at the moment, I found, in little bitty bits because it's really difficult to get out. Does anybody know what this is? You can read it if you like. Pomegranate. 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 What do you think trying to eat a pomegranate would teach you? Patience, yes. (laughs) 
There you go. Unless you buy them from Sainsbury's in a box. Because it's a lot easier, you just go stab it, okay? But if ever you've had a pomegranate, it's really, really awkward because you have to peel it all off and it comes up with a little bobbly bit. Anyway, if you ever have one, they don't really taste that nice anyway. Sorry, Andrew likes them. So there we go. Patience. Now then, does anybody know what this is? It actually has got a label on it, which might help. Anybody want to read my label? Oh, there are lots over there. All oh, their notes. Sorry, Caroline, your moment's lost there. I'll come back with a fig roll later. Yes? Excellent. Well done. What's your name? Chloe. Well done, Chloe. Did you know it's a dragon fruit as well? You're very clever. Dragon fruit. Now then, what could you be if you didn't have this particular fruit? Somebody lacking in... If you're a dragon, fire, that would be the Holy Spirit's gift, wouldn't it, really? Have you ever called somebody a bit of a dragon because they lack self-control? Have you ever been a bit of a dragon? You know, when you get really kind of like that and you lack self-control, okay? No, no, never. Must just be me who has dragon-like tendencies at times, okay? If you don't have self-control, you can be sometimes a bit like a dragon, Okay, self-control. Right, now then. An apple? Do you know that rhyme about an apple a day keeps the doctor away? So what is an apple for you? It is? Good for you. Goodness, okay? Good for you, goodness. Right, if you go and visit somebody in hospital, do you sometimes give them these? And it is very something if you do that to somebody. Very kind. Yes. kind. If you go and visit somebody and give them grapes in hospital, it is very kindness. And then, this one doesn't really work that well. However, Andrew was very faithful this morning. Oh, gave it away, didn't I? Beginning with there. <laughs> I thought I'd better because you wouldn't get it otherwise, really. Fig rolls, okay? The nearest I could get to a fig, okay? Fig begins with F for faithfulness. And I, he was very faithful this morning because I'd lost my fig rolls because I gave them to somebody else. But anyway, yes, they went and bought me some. But fig rolls, it begins with F. And um, if you allow your husband to put fig rolls in the biscuit tin, it makes all the other biscuits go horrible. Um, so I suppose it's been quite faithful, isn't it? But uh, fig rolls are for faithfulness. I think they taste horrible. Oh no, my strawberry. It's splatted. Because I wasn't very something with it. I didn't squash it deliberately, but you have to be very gentle with a strawberry for it to be edible. You wouldn't really even like to eat that, would you? Because it's all. Would you? There you are. No, you wouldn't really, you see, because I wasn't gentle with it. It was horrible. Right then, let's go. The fruit of the Spirit is. Hum is love, joy, peace, patience, what comes next? Self-control, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, okay. So as you look at your fruit bowl, 
even if you don't have a dragon fruit in it. Just remember something of the fruit of the Spirit that actually only comes because God is working inside you and helps you to grow more and more like him. There's a passage in Ezekiel that talks about not just us having seed and growing trees and producing fruit, but it also talks about how not only just as individuals are meant to do that, but also we're meant to do that as a church as we reach out. And it talks about the fruitfulness that the sanctuary or the church should have coming from it. And it's Ezekiel 47, verse 7. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river, it said. And he said to me, the water flows towards the eastern region and goes down to the Arabah where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. And it goes on about the trees. It says, fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the rivers. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary, like from the church, flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. So it's not only a challenge for us to plant seeds, grow trees and produce fruit as people, but also as church together to have that leaves of the trees for healing and for fruitfulness as we reach out into our community and into the world.